This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, this week in a B.C. Supreme Court room, four men who had been charged with human smuggling were found not guilty. And this was the case of the Ocean Lady. Back in 2009, the Ocean Lady arrived off the coast of Vancouver Island on board 76 men from Sri Lanka. And four of them, as I mentioned, uh, faced charges. It's been a long court battle, and that battle came to an end uh, on this just a few days ago. Well, Richard Curland is an immigration lawyer. He's been following the case through the courts, and he joins us on the line this morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. What was your reaction when you heard the four who had been charged with smuggling were found not guilty? Well, uh, the, the 2020 hindsight take was basically Canada's hard line dissuaded future mass arrivals. And so there was no surprise to see uh, the judicial outcome. In the case of the Sun Sea, detentions were immediate and lengthy. These cases dragged on for many years, a lot longer than normal, and uh, many of them still are not finalized. That means that family unification of genuine refugees was delayed. But looking back, the vast majority of people... Uh, in fact, were refugees over you know six out of ten right off the right off the spot, but the message to the world was no more mass arrivals. And even if you are a refugee, if you come in a mass arrival to get what you want, is going to cost you a lot of extra time. You're going to be detained. Your process will be longer. Your separation from your family will be longer. So here's the brilliance: Canada did keep the refugee door open. But Canada sent the message to the world to not come in a mass arrival. And that's because a mass arrival erodes Canadian confidence in Canada's refugee protection system. So we want to protect, but we also do not want to lose control over our own Canadian borders. And so what happens then? And you're right, we did see the Sun Sea, the Ocean Lady. We saw that uh, that string of boats that were arriving. We haven't seen that in, in quite some time. What message does this send, though, that four men who the Crown tried to prove as the organizers of this trip uh, have been found not guilty and will now presumably uh, try to continue on with refugee claims? Well, well, that's, that's, the, that's uh, the, the core of it. I mean, the, the, what I generally explain to people is that the way our system works and and what these four individuals found out is that you only find out if you're a refugee or if you're guilty of human smuggling after you enter Canada if you find out you're a refugee then getting into Canada any way you can is okay but if you're not a refugee and you entered illegally out you go and, and that's the same delicate balance for smuggling versus saving refugee lives. This most recent court decision says that Canada is going to give the benefit of doubt to, or at least will err on the side of, Canadians trying to help foreign people who are in danger. Uh, so uh, it, it took several years of the lives of these four people, but our Canadian values and principles are intact. But, you know, you've got to remember that keeping the door open like this is not cheap. It's Canadians that are paying for detention. The hundreds of the immigration refugee board, the lawyer bills for all sides of this, refugee side and government side, 
uh, especially in cases like these four, and cases that went right to the top of the court system. But anyway, after all this, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Remember, we did not see more mass arrivals after this uh, detention and uh, hardline policy. We did not see increases in refugee claims. So, yeah, it's not cheap. But do you want to be a member of Team Trump and closed doors or part of Team Canada that keeps our door open, reacts swiftly to border challenges, and above all, guards our Canadian values to protect the vulnerable and the refugee. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm sort of a Team Canada kind of guy. And I think I think a lot of people uh, agree with you. Uh, one of the questions, though, when we spoke to one of the men who was found not guilty uh, in court this week, and he talked a bit about the boat that they all thought they were going to die, he said... He admitted he, he gave his brother in the UK $20,000 to help facilitate his trip on the boat. Uh, these men were found not guilty, which means whoever was doing this, or whoever was illegally trying to, to bring people or bringing people to Canada are still doing it. I think people agree with you. They want to be part of Team Canada. They want to be part of this welcoming country. But we also don't want to, to be encouraging or to be allowing people to break the law and to take advantage of the most vulnerable. That's it. And, and uh, I heard in policy circles that jumping onto the Canadian gangplank with this stuff, it's not just the Trump administration who is now actively seeking to copy Canada's immigration system in terms of our skilled workers, but European countries are looking to Canada's policies for refugees. What have we done right? Well, we've invested in intelligence and we control our borders uh, with uh, money and technology. So no matter how much money and technology you throw trying to stop every potential refugee claimant, we know it doesn't work. We manage the flow, and that's how we control our numbers. So, uh, yeah, it costs a lot, but the reality check is that uh, it costs, more if we don't use money and technology to control our borders. That's what the Europeans learned at great expense. They didn't invest in protection. And they saw literally well over millions of refugees pouring into Europe, uh, which led to other issues, as we all know. So the Canadian example is look at the bottom line. Exactly how many refugee claims are coming into this country? It doesn't significantly vary year after year. It's about 40,000 in a big year. And that means that the flow is predictable. We know how to deal with them on arrival. We know how to deal with them after arrival. Is the trend increasing? No, it is not. Has there been a mass arrival? No, because that's when Canada not just puts its foot down, stamps its foot down. No more like this while keeping our door open. Uh, so the human smuggling issue is not going to go away. Four men, frankly, paid with uh, a large chunk of their adult life um, in detention or with the, uh, uh, the, the deportation uh, sword hanging over their head for years. And at the end of the day, where are we? Well, we're a leader in taking from overseas Syrian refugees. We're a leader in controlling the Canadian border to the point that the Americans and the Europeans are looking at our practices as a global model. 
and our post-arrival integration of refugees is stellar. We invest their children, according to new data, uh, excel. They actually surpass Canadian-born children in economic performance. And the last one, released last week only, it also turns out that uh, immigrants to this country have higher rates of home ownership than Canadian-born. So we're doing something right somewhere. <laughs> when we talk about the, the mass arrivals as well and, and, and stamping our foot down against that, this might be an oversimplified question, but it, it did hit me. When we were talking to this individual and he said he, was, he spent $20,000 U.S. to get on the Ocean Lady, why wouldn't somebody spend the money to get a passport and get a plane ticket and claim refugee, or claim, a, claim to be an asylum seeker at the airport? Well, it's, it's, uh, sadly, in, in the realm of criminality, it is a laissez-faire system, and uh, that may have been their best option at that time. It's also very difficult to uh, gain access to Canada through bogus passports and air travel. Uh, Canada actually set up the system whereby Canadian officers overseas and international airports to prevent embarkation. And we've upgraded continuously that system. Of late, if you're from a country that does not require a visa to enter Canada, like uh, Great Britain, uh, Australia, you have to apply to Canada to get an electronic travel authorization, not a visa, but an electronic travel authorization, or you're not getting on the board uh, that plane to Canada. So Canada has continuously layered up on preventing access to Canada. And that means that uh, the, the old way of uh, bogus passport, get on the airplane, flush the passport, enter without a document, those days are gone. Uh, and uh, mass arrivals, too, are gone because uh, Canada and the United States and, and uh, Australia and New Zealand seriously invested in naval intelligence toys that will carefully scrutinize every floating vessel out there. And there's a heads-up system shared between many countries to carefully identify um, odd boats in odd travel patterns, not just to protect refugees, but as a matter of national security. So because literally billions have been invented on guarding our frontier, not just at the coastal areas, but way, way out there on oceans and in the skies, uh, we're a lot safer today than we were when this boat arrived, and uh, certainly a lot safer since 9-11. Uh, and that's the secret. But the, as opposed to other countries, we do invest that little extra to give a Canadian edge to reduce the cost of refugee arrivals and to improve for the refugees who are, you know, declared refugees by our independent administrative tribunal uh, to um, maximize the economic return to Canada for allowing sanctuary. All right, Richard, we'll have to leave it there. Always appreciate you coming on the show to talk immigration. Thank you so much. An honor. Thanks, Jill. <laughs> All right, that is Richard Curland. He is a well-known immigration lawyer talking about the not guilty verdicts in the Ocean Lady case. We'll take a short break. When we come back, Mike Campbell will join us, letting us know what's happening on Money Talks and what's happening in the business world. Stick with us. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.